all is grateful Long for your heart. We all We all will get a turn. And when your turn comes, you want somebody to stand alongside of you. And so, Ebenezer, thank you for your willingness uh, to support those who are grieving. We also want to make mention of uh, uh, Pastoral Town Hall meeting, which is May 7th at 6 p.m. Uh, I initially had said on Saturday, but I forgot that that is Mother's Day weekend. And I know that would be a hard sell on a Saturday. And so we're going to do it Friday at 6 p.m. Now, we know that there are some members of our faith community that don't like to drive at night, although now it's getting late, dark after 7 o'clock. But if you are one of those persons, please call the church clerk, and she will work with you to coordinate someone to pick you up. And if you are willing to provide a ride for any of our seniors that might want to come to the town hall, please call the church and talk to Sister Butts, our church clerk. Amen? Amen. And we also uh, want to just continue to thank the, uh, our deacons and the work that they are doing. Uh, I talked to Sister Virgiline Daniels yesterday, and she just raved about her deacon. She just raved about her deacon who comes and gives her communion and prays for her. And we had a wonderful, wonderful visit yesterday. Uh, and uh, she wanted me to certainly convey her appreciation to her deacon that comes out to see her about her. Amen. Amen. And also, allow me pastoral privilege. That's, what, that's when you can do what you want to do, Brother Stanley. Pastoral privilege. Um, I know some folks are already gritting their teeth. Uh, but I'm going to... I'm going to share this. Congratu- uh, First Lady, please stand. All right, she put her head up like she don't want to stand. Um, those of you who are on camera or on stream and can't, can't see her, uh, I don't know if I want y'all to see her because uh, I might get some competition. But anyway, um, it says, congratulations, Dr. Pamela Pearson, on being selected for the 2021 Excellence in Teaching Award from the American College of Nurse Midwives. Congratulations, Dr. Pearson. Amen, amen. Thank God for her accomplishment. Appreciate the recognition, but I wouldn't be real. I wouldn't be, I would be fake if I didn't ask. Did I come with a check or what? Is that, well, that's just like a certificate, but no, we thank God for her, that honor uh, as she continues to teach at the University of Illinois at Chicago, making new nurses and midwives and all those kinds of things. Let us continue on in worship uh, as we worship the God of our salvation.
I can't breathe 
Hallelujah. I just want to ask the question, is there anybody in the room that really and truly believes they can do all things? Okay, y'all sound like y'all ain't quite sure. Let me ask again, is there anybody in the room that that believes they can do all things through Christ that that strengthens them? I I, I don't know who I'm talking to, but I feel like, I, I, you know, maybe you ain't never been through nothing. Maybe you ain't never had to struggle through nothing. Maybe you've never been in a situation where you felt like you couldn't do nothing else. But when you add that I can do things, it starts off with I. Right? It's I. Like, well, I can do I can do But then it says, how do you do it? Through Christ. I, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can't do it by myself. It's anybody. Come on, come on, come on. Do you believe that? That, that went over somebody's head. Watch what he can do with the little that you have. See, see, see we take that, 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 that story of the two fish and the five loaves, but see, if some of us were honest, that's all we got. But if you turn it over to him, see, I wish y'all would understand. If you sow that two fish, come on, let me help. Look, I know that's old. Can I help somebody? Maybe it's a, maybe it's a small cat, you know, all filet with a side order of, you know, whatever. I'm talking the language y'all understand. If, if you sow that small amount that you have, if that's all you have, turn it over to God and watch what he does with it. Look, look God don't God want nobody to be broke, right? So, so he, that's why he says, look, 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 you do whatever you want with the 90. Okay. Bring ye all the time into the storehouse that there may be meat in my house and 
prove me now herewith. God said, test me if you don't believe me. Come on, come on. It's offering time. Let me let me leave it alone. It's offering time. It's offering time. It's offering time. This is your opportunity to give. This is your opportunity to give. For those of you in the room, get your get your best get your best gift in your hand. Your best gift in your hand. You can turn it over to God. Get your best gift in your hand. For those of you watching online on Facebook and or YouTube. Your, your instructions are on the screen. There are three ways you can give currently. You can give right now. You can go to the website, EbenezerBronzeville.org. Hit that Give Now button, EbenezerBronzeville.org. Go ahead and hit that Give Now button and put in your best offer. Or you can text to give. One day I will learn the number by heart. You can text to give. You can text. Look another way. <laughs> or you can text to give. Right there, text that number right there that's on your screen. Or if you are old school and you just want to say, I ain't seen the building in a while, you can take a trip or mail your Donation to 4501 South Vincennes Avenue, 60653. That's where you can do that. God bless y'all. God bless. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you in advance for the gifts that we are about to receive. Lord God, we ask that you would take those gifts, God, and multiply them how you do, God. God, let those gifts grow so that we may continue to do the work in this place for your kingdom. We pray this prayer now in Jesus' name. Amen.
social distancing, continue to do that. We invite you to stand only if you want to participate in the altar call. We know that while more and more people are getting vaccinated, we know that we cannot let our guard down.
Bible study this in Sunday school this morning, Sister Peek, who was the teacher, talked about that we need to lament for those who are the uninformed. Lament means to cry out to God. We need to cry out to God for our community. We need to support people who are trying to make a difference in our community. And, and I hear you, Mother Peak. The church has to take, take a step and a stand. I don't know about you, but our community is, I believe, is suffering from PTSD. If it's not the violence that's visited among those who have the skin of black and brown, we're the ones suffering the most to, due to this pandemic. A friend of mine told me that whenever the police, and this is not an attack against the police, I have family that are police, but said whenever the police pulls them is in their rearview mirror, they tense up. That's called PTSD. And so we have to do our part. We have to do our part in our community, our community organizations, on our radio stations like PTLO, Dana King Show, which talks about these problems and these situations, and uh, we need solutions. One of the things that the church does well is pray. Pray and act. On our list this morning is Willie Grant and Brother Kenneth Sexton and Christine Brown. We are lifting in prayer Eloise Davis and many pegs. We're praying for Janie Burns and Al Burton and Mary Burton. We're lifting in prayer Shirley Anderson and Grace Lee. We're calling on the name and lifting in prayer Deacon James Smith, Deacon Maury Sibley, Reverend Mary Grant, Alice Gray Grant, and Emma Jean McCray. We're praying mightily for Sarah Billups and Mary Alexander and Virgiline Daniels. We're praying for Mary Sumter and Lindsay Mayfield and praying for a brother, a friend, uh, Andre Green right now. We're praying for our church. We're praying for our officers. We're praying for our hardworking deacons. We're praying for our office staff. We're praying yet even for our custodians. We're praying for all of those who serve God's people in this place. Let us pray. Eternal God, our Father, we come to you this morning realizing first that you have all power in your hand. God, there's so much that's going on in our community, so much chaos, so much confusion, so much death, so much destruction in our communities seems that we have spiraled out of control. God, we got seven-year-olds getting shot down. We have teenage girls losing their lives and teenage boys losing their lives. God, our hearts are heavy. And everyone is looking for blame and some are looking for solutions. But God, we recognize that we need to first turn to you. We need to seek your face. We need to cry out to you in the name of Jesus. And we're asking that you would 
will you would heal our land and heal our communities right now. We're lifting up our young people right now. They are trying to find their way as they navigate through life. Some who are making decisions for their careers and what they want to do. We're lifting them in prayer. We're lifting, oh God, those who are are middle-aged, oh God, those who are still on the grind, trying to find a way to make ends meet, even in this difficult circumstance and situation. We're, We're thinking of our seniors, our senior saints, oh God, who have, oh God, been on the journey a mighty long way. And sometimes, oh God, feel isolated and alone, oh God. But let them know, God, that you are indeed a company keeper and that you will be present with us through every experience of our lives. God, we pray for those who are grieving right now, those who have lost loved ones, oh God. We may not know all their names, but you know, oh God. And you sure know, God, the pain that they are experiencing. God calls them to know that you have promised to never leave us nor forsake us. That you would even go with us even when we traffic through the valley of the shadow of death. God, we ask that you would cover us. God, we're lifting up Ebenezer right now. You know what we stand in need of. You know what our visions are, oh God. You know what we desire, oh God. And we pray that everything that we're doing is lined up according to your will. God, you have allowed us to exist and to be a beacon light in this community for a mighty long time. And God, we're trusting and believing that you're going to allow us to roll on, oh God, for for a longer period of time. So, God, strengthen us where we're weak. Cause love to emanate through everyone who walks through these doors. And cause us, oh God, to be the people you called us to be. That those who visit, those who are are coming to these doors will know that we are yet Christians by our love. You know what love is. We know what love is, oh God. And so we ask that love abound. God, we ask now that you take charge of this service, the balance of this service, that something that may be said or spoken will speak to the needs of those who have gathered here in faith. This is our prayer, and this is our plea. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, we pray. And all God's people said, amen. Amen. just tell you how good God is. Back in December, I had COVID-19, had to go in the hospital. And it's something when you can't breathe. You're trying to take your breath and can't get a breath. But God, 
is able to keep us. <laughs> Amen. I could have been another number. Buried in my grave. But God made the enemy behave. Amen. And at this time, I just want to remind you, no matter what it is that you're going through, you need to take the time out. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. This is the will of God, to give thanks unto the Lord. To just to say, thank you. I had an old preacher used to say, I just talked to the Lord. I just love that one. We need to say, thank you. Tragedies are commonplace. <laughs> Reverend just got through talking about it. All kinds of diseases. People are slipping away. Economy's down. We can't get enough pay. All I can say is thank you, Lord, for all you've done for me. Folks without home. Living out in the street, drug addicts, people say, even Christians, say they just can't be. Muggers and robbers, no place seems to be safe, but he's been my protection, he's been my protection, every step of the way. With no food and no clothes, oh, just alone, without a friend, or just another number to a tragic end. He makes me think to let none of these things be. I've been kept, I've been kept, I've been kept by his power. Keep on keeping me. Help me say thank you, Lord, for all you've done for me. Lord, I just, I just. 
watching and those are here. Stanley singing is a testament of how good and awesome God is. Because on Wednesday, Stanley couldn't even talk. Uh, Y'all don't hear me. He couldn't even talk, let alone sing. But God. But God. Amen. Amen. We thank God for the music ministry. Two of our musicians are out. Our Susan Anglin are away this Sunday. And we thank God for Marion. Amen. 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 I just want to read into your hearing one more, one more time. From Galatians 6 and 9. Let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. I want to speak 
for just a little while, the fertile field of the faithful. The fertile field of the faithful. It is quite difficult sometimes to do the hard thing that you know can benefit you. The hard thing like getting up out of your comfortable bed at 4.30 a.m. and hopping on a treadmill and put in the work for 45 minutes. But we know that the rewards will be great if we keep at it. It's difficult to deny yourself the pleasures of the palate and not indulge in so many sweets and other foods that you realize are undermining your commitment to physical excellence. But you do it in the hopes that your efforts will mean health and fitness. Young people, it is difficult to stay on that computer into the wee hours of the morning, grinding out that schoolwork while other friends have gone out to a lit party on campus. But you do it because it can mean your success and academic achievement. We know, Ebenezer and friends, that if we put in the work, if we perform our due diligence, we will benefit in the long run. We will reap a harvest if we just don't give up, if we stay the course. I want you to imagine for just a few moments that, that you have inherited a large plot of cleared land with, with absolutely no strings attached. It's all yours to do with what as you choose. You, you come up with this incredibly great idea to plant some seeds and test your green thumb. Maybe to take a little weight off your grocery bill by growing your own food. So you go to the hardware store and you get a shovel and a rake and some seeds and you get to work planting fruits and vegetables. But then something happens. You discover that all this planting and all this gardening is hard work. Because you have to water and weed and water and feed it, and then you have to wait. And it's not long before your patience begins to run out, and that field, as the saying goes, goes to seed. The weeds overtake and choke out the plants, and eventually all you have left is a field of crabgrass and dandelion. And you understand and decide that groceries aren't that expensive after all. And you put your tools away for another day. We all know for life has taught us that we reap what we sow. It's true with cultivating land, but it's also true with the cultivation of the heart. 
For the next few moments, I want you to imagine that your life is a fertile field that is at, which is a significant, magnificent gift from God. You have been given a great opportunity to nurture that field with contemplation and meditation. You, your thoughts are the seed. Some thoughts turn into beautiful flowers, and some of them become weeds. But when you sow seeds of hope, you will reap joy. And when you sow seeds of doubt, you will reap insecurity. You see, we harvest what we plant. So as we look this morning at this Christian's fertile field, first we have to understand that a Christian's field, it is a field loaded with possibilities. It's not a pre-planted field in the sense that you reap without plowing, but it is a field filled with hope and prospect. In the life of everybody born, God lays the groundwork for a fertile field because we are made in his image. Of all the major religions of the world, only Judaism and Christianity affirm that humans are made in the image of God. And so what does that mean? That means as believers in Christ, we have a new self which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. And as we grow in faith, we are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. Knowing that we are made in God's image affects not only our understanding of our creator and our relationship with him, but it also helps to understand our relationship to each other. It also sets the stage for understanding and doing what God has called us to do. To be sure, God created humans to be similar, not identical to himself. From a biblical perspective, human beings are both like and unlike the God who made them. As humans, we possess a formal nature that serves to resemble God. We have certain qualities and characteristics that make us like God. We are spiritual beings with a soul. We are capable of rational thought. We are capable of engaging in complex interpersonal relationships, much like the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We are immortal in the sense that God has given us the opportunity to spend eternity with him. Now, all of this combined make us like God, but being made in the image of God is more about what a person does than what a person is. God lays the groundwork for possibilities. But the fertile field must be tilled. God, Ebenezer, has laid the groundwork for possibilities in this church, in this community. 
but the field must be tilled. The weeds and the wildflowers that would choke out the harvest must be removed. It has to be worked. It has to be cultivated. It is our performance that unleashes our potential. Which brings me to the next point. If your life is going to be a fertile field, you have to unleash the potential God gave you. If your church is going to be productive, you have to let loose the possibilities that God gave this fellowship of believers. It has been said and argued that you can't sit on your assets or potential and expect a harvest. Sometimes I believe that we forget who we are. You have been made in the image of God, but, but you have also been given certain gifts and talents. These are the seeds you plant in your field. Seeds of hope, seeds of promise, Seeds of faith and optimism, seeds of expectation, seeds that embrace the words which says we can do all things through Jesus Christ who strengthens us. The Apostle Paul says in Romans chapter 12, our gifts differ according to God's grace. My gift is different from Stanley's gift. I can't sing like Stanley. That's hard for me to say. It's hard for me to say. But Stanley can't preach like me neither. Sometimes I wish I could flip that, but God didn't give me that. But in other words, God gives us what he desires us to have. And he expects us to use those gifts for his glory. This is what makes your field fertile. God gives you gifts or seeds to plant, but, but you got to plant them. And you have to also plant the right seeds. Well, you mean the right seeds, not seeds of confusion, seeds of chaos, but seeds of love and peace and understanding. You have to do the work. We, we talked about it in Bible study this past week. One person plants, another waters, but God ultimately gives the increase. God gives the harvest. Since your life is a fertile field, waiting to be sown, shouldn't you be concerned, beloved, about what you plant? If you plant God's seeds, they'll give you a harvest, but, but there's another force out there scattering seeds to and fro. They are seeds of sin. I see y'all don't like to talk about sin. See, yeah, sin ain't in the church. Well, these seeds are plentiful and require absolutely no effort to plant because these seeds are born in you too. You see, from birth, our flesh, I said from birth, our flesh wars against itself. 
God and evil battle for your life's fertile field. Now you can mix God's seeds of potential with seeds of sin, but I can tell you that you won't like that harvest. Look at it from this perspective. Suppose I ask you to take care of my house when I go out of town. And you pledge to keep everything in great shape. But when I return, the house is in a shambles. The carpet is torn. The walls are smeared. And the furniture is broken. And you come up with some laying excuses. Some, some of my lodge members wanted to rent the place for a week. The, the little league team used it for a celebration. Uh, uh, the cues needed a place for a party. As the owner of the house, I have just one question. Don't you know how to say no? You don't have the right to let anybody into my house. Have you ever thought that God might be thinking the same thing? Your life is your house. The weeds of sin can destroy your house and choke your God-given potential. That's why. We have to be very careful. We have to be very careful. Get on your tippy toes and hear this. We have to be very careful what we hear and what we are willing to listen to. Dana King called it fake fire. The, the way to God against it is to keep your hearts and minds stayed on Jesus. We have to embrace 2 Timothy 2 and 16 and 17 that says, shun profane and idle babblings, for they will increase to more ungodliness, and their message will spread like cancer. If you keep your mind stayed on Jesus, God's wisdom will prevail and your field will be fertile. A field planted, a field planted with God's seed has to be fertilized, y'all. And you'll recognize the fertilizer. It's a mix of love and joy and peace and long-suffering and gentleness and goodness and faith. The fertilizer is free to anyone who calls on Jesus to be the overseer or master of your field. Watch and see what happens when your life is fertilized with Christ. No wonder Paul said, for me to live is Christ. Here's what happens when you give your life to Christ. Your field becomes filled with promise, and you will reap if you faint not. You see, a little bit of perseverance is all it takes to reap the promise. All you have to do is fight a good fight. All you have to do is fight a good fight and finish your course and keep the faith. And what is that promise? It's the promise that your earthly works will reap heavenly thrills. It's the promise that your earthly struggles will reap heavenly harmony. It's the promise that your earthly pain will reap a harvest of heavenly perfection. Look at the crop you will harvest. 
what you once dreamed about, prayed about, sang about, and shouted about will finally come to fruition. Oh, the glory of the harvest will come if you persevere with Christ. One day you will find yourself sitting on the porch contemplating the value of your life's fertile field and looking for that blessed hope and that glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Persevere with Christ in the words of an old song of the church that we don't really sing anymore. Hold on, hold on, keep your hand on the plow and hold on. Keep your hand on the plow. I heard the voice of Jesus say, come unto me, I am the way. Keep your hand on the plow and hold on. When my way gets dark at night, I know the Lord will be my light. Keep your hand on the plow and hold on because you can talk about me as much as you please. The more you talk, Deacon, we're going to stay on our knees. Keep your hand on the plow and hold on. I know what some of you are thinking because we used to ask the same question. Why should I have to wait until the end of our lives to reap my harvest? The good news is you don't. God knows how to bless those whose fields are sown with seeds of faithfulness and long-suffering. You know, there's a myth. There's a myth that says your harvest can only come after you're gone. But I'm here to tell you, you can have a harvest right now. There will be joy here on earth. Even in the midst of some sorrow, there will be victories. Even in the midst of long trials, there will be blessings. Even in the midst of backbreaking burdens. Because God knows how to care for his own. And I'll stop by to let you know that with God's help, uh, you'll be able to climb mountains of difficulty. With God's help, uh, you'll be able to cross valleys of challenge. With God's help, uh, you'll be able uh, to overcome every obstacle because greater, uh, greater, uh, greater is he that is in you uh, than he that is in the world. You have a field to plant. God promises a bountiful harvest to those who plant the seeds of faith. But the decision is yours. If you hunger and thirst after righteousness and have a longing to become Christ-like, the good news is the Holy Spirit will guide you. And your furrow field will begin to sprout signs of the Savior. You'll be able to see humility and modesty and honesty and generosity and spiritual maturity. Let me close with this. When I was the command chaplain for the hospital course school up at Great Lakes, that's the school where they teach 
sailors how to be medics. And we had a graduation every Friday. And every Friday it was my duty to give the prayer. And every Friday the commanding officer gave the graduation speech. And in almost every speech, she included references to Alice in Wonderland. She said Alice was walking along in Wonderland when she came upon the Cheshire cat. Alice asked, would you tell me please, which way should I go from here? And the cat said, that depends a good deal on where you want to get to. And Alice said, I don't much care where. And the cat said, then it doesn't matter which way you go. Beloved, we don't live in Wonderland. We live in a hostile world full of challenges. And let me tell you something, it matters which way we go. Do you hear me today? It matters what direction we follow. It matters, it matters which way we go. It's your life. God has given it to you, but you decide what to do with it. Will it become the fertile field God intended it to be? Will you reap what you sow? Will you sow discord or harmony? Will you sow losses or victories? Will you sow rags or robes? Will you sow hurt or healing? What will you sow? Will you sow torment or triumph? Will you sow weakness or strength? Will you sow darkness or light? What will you sow? Will you sow guilt or glory? Or will it be burdens or blessings? You have to fill the field. Because I don't know about you, but I decided a long time ago that I'm going to allow the Lord to use me. Uh, use me, Lord, for your glory. Use me, Lord, for your honor. Because I discovered uh, he's worthy. Uh, I ain't got no witnesses in the building. I need another crowd next week. Uh, he's worthy. To be praised. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. The fertile field of the faithful. The fertile field of the faithful. The word of God for the people of God. And all of God's people said, Amen. 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 We're going to open the doors of the church. Perhaps there is someone here that wants to give their life to the Lord. If you are that person, you're watching on our live stream, we're asking that you would just text us your email address and our deacons will follow up with you. If you are in the room, we don't want to take for granted that everyone is in the ark of safety. We're opening the doors of church. Is there one as our music ministry sings? Come on, come on. Let's pray, church. Let's pray, church. Walk with me, Lord. 
Please walk with me. Walk with me, Lord. Please walk with me. While I'm on this Jesus journey, I need you, Jesus, every day to walk with me. Hold my hand on, hold my hand, Lord, hold my hand, Lord, please hold my hand, while I'm holding you, journey, I need you, Jesus, to walk with me. Put your hands together. Come don't on. Don't leave me alone. Lord, don't leave me alone. Don't leave me alone, Lord. Please, sir, don't leave me alone. Hey, while I'm on this human Every day to walk with me. Hey, walk with me, Lord. Come on and walk with me. Walk with me, Lord. Please walk with me. Well, while I'm on this. close out with that one as soon as we do the benediction amen 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 please keep in mind all the announcements that have been made continue to support the ministry and work here at Ebenezer Uh, we still got a lot of work to do Uh, we're still working on our heating for the uh, the Sims building and air we're working on that and some other little things other things that we are I have to uh, address, but God is able. We've seen it before, and if he did it before, he can do it again. Amen, amen, amen. Thank God for those of you who are here this morning uh, in worship. We pray that God will continue to bless you and keep you. Enjoy the rest of your day. Let us stand to our feet. Let us stand to our feet. I wish we could embrace, but everybody ain't able because everybody ain't vaccinated, so uh, we got to be careful. We got to be careful. Get careful. Uh, again, again, please, please, people that look like you and me and everybody else, don't let your guard down. Don't let your guard down. I remember when I was in the military, when we was getting ready to go out of Desert Storm, or, uh, and, and one of the things that uh, our commanding officer said, you don't want to be the last person to die uh, in uh, Iraq. So I'm telling you this, you don't want to be the last person to die to this pandemic. All right, so please, please stay safe 
If you get your vaccination, keep wearing your mask. Everybody is not covered. You don't want to be the last one. You don't want to be the last one. And now unto him who's able to keep you from falling, to him who's able to present you before his father with exceedingly great joy, to the all-wise God be dominion and power, honor and glory, now, henceforth, and forevermore, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
Thank <laughs> you. 